sex, the sex impulse is so powerful, miraculous. Don't believe in miracles? Millions of miracles happen every day. Well, if it's millions, it's not a miracle. Yes, it is, because every birth is a miracle. When you see any living being take birth, whether it's human or some animal, or you see the little chick breaking out of the egg, every birth is a miracle. How a living being comes into being. It's another living being, whether it's a human or you might consider insignificant a chicken, but every living being has desire, emotions, energy, and they're all brought into being by sex. And we see among humans, among birds, among so many different species, that when a child is born, that the attraction of the parents to each other becomes all the more powerful, a powerful bond of attraction of the parents to the baby. So this is all predicated on the sex attraction. And again, it's not just in humans. Ever seen a cow in heat? The normally placid cow becomes so agitated if she can't have her desire fulfilled. And what to speak of the bulls, when the, the bulls know that there's a cow they be, who's in heat, they become, both the cow and the bull become almost mad and they can break down corrals and jump over fences. From the moment of birth, sex defines you whether it's a lion or a dog or a sparrow, males are different from females. From birth, depending on the genitalia, a human male and female are treated very differently. There are different expectations for them. They're, they're raised in a different way. They're dressed in a different way. Sex is so powerful, it shapes your whole being. The power of love, 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 it drives the male and the female mad for each other. Uh, poetry, song, drama, so much is about the attraction between male and female, and so many stories. Romeo, Juliet ends tragically in suicide because of love. And it's going on to the present day. Even today, no doubt, there's killing because of love, or suicide because of love, emotional distress, emotional fervor because of love. It's an obsession based on sex. This sex impulse, which is called love, can drive a perfectly intelligent person into a state 
of obsession with a with a, another, a male with a female, a female with a male, and, and a perfectly intelligent person can act like a fool, becomes a fool, loses his intelligence. Uh, it, it's animalistic, actually. It's the same impulse as the male bull for the female cow. It's the same impulse. We may talk about love, and it's very sophisticated, and this and that. But at the root of it is the powerful sexual attraction. We may say, well, no, no, I, I love this woman. It's, it's not just because of sex, but she's, it's not sex. It's because she's such a wonderful person. But you don't see young men falling in love with 90-year-old women. They can love them in another way, but not in the way that young men fall in love with young women. The power of love fuels the power of hate. The whole basis of human society and civilization since time immemorial is family life, which is built around the sex attraction. Of course, sex is not all about sex. Companionship, male likes to have the female energy around him, the female likes to have a, a male, they like to complement each other, but this, this desire for a male to be with a female is such that we see people marrying even at the age of 80. They've been married, their spouse has died, or separated, divorced, whatever. even at the age of 80. I know cases of, personally, of people I know who, who are remarrying past 80 years old. They, they just can't get past this impulse like a magnet attracts the, the positive and negative attracts each other. So yeah, the power of love fuels the power of hate also. The flip side of love is hate. Men wholesale slaughter each other over women. We have the two great epics of India, Ramayana and Mahabharata, two great battles with mass slaughter. In both cases, over a woman who had been mistreated. In Western history, we have Helen of Troy, who at the time was considered the most beautiful woman, and how two great armies destroyed each other for the sake of one woman. So that's not, it's not directly sex, but it all extrapolates from sex, the sense of honor that we, ha we have to protect this woman or our, this woman has been taken away from us and it's an affront to our honor. So we have to fight and we have to, we'll die but we won't be uh, seen as weak or that women can simply be taken away from us. Even a very powerful man, it may be physically powerful or politically powerful, socially powerful, is, can be conquered by the fluttering of the eyelids of a beautiful woman. And we see so many cases of reputable people, reputable men 
in the recent times who their whole reputation, their position, everything is lost because they couldn't control themselves in the presence of women and they, they misbehaved with women. So many times the, the uh, presidential candidate or gets shamed because it comes out or some minister in a Christian denomination and they lose all their reputation, all their ideals gone. Or we, or we may have a leader even of a very powerful country who's, who doesn't even bother to control himself. He's just takes pride or he's, he's just shameless in his gross attraction to women. It may not just be women, it's also, we find cases, the, the, the Roman Catholic Church reputation became smashed to a large extent because of multiple cases of clergy misbehaving sexually with young boys in many cases. Very unfortunate. We see, we see even highly respected Clergy, it's not in the, only in the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, they become, uh, as much as they were honored, they become reviled. Simply this powerful sexual attraction. They can't control it. They indulge and they lose everything. The sex impulse is so strong that it's used to sell everything. Uh, they used to be the car tires, the calendars for the car tire company showing uh, women in, in very lusty poses uh, that became famous. But practically everything is, is, is sold. You, you can go on the internet or you see just, you know, you're not even looking for it, but pictures of pretty women come up selling this, that and the other thing or billboards. You have the whole fashion industry. It's called a fashion industry. Uh, cosmetics, hairstyling, nail design, gym make the body very strong and attractive for men, tattooing. At the basis of it all is wanting to attract the opposite sex. Men don't want to look weak or stupid in front of women. And women want to be attractive. You can get a car, a cheap car, which drives you from A to B, but you need a fancy, expensive car to show. Just see. Hmm. I'm, I'm in the high bracket. What is that? That's subtle sexual messages. Just showing. See, I'm better. I'm, I'm a better sexual catch than someone who's got a cheapo car. Fancy car, big house, you need to get position and influence in society. It's all just to show off to the opposite sex. Again, stories, movies, it's all, it's all again and again and again. Of course, in different ways it's presented, but it's all basically 
the attraction between male and female or even the sexual attraction between the same gender. Uh, and then worse than romance, which means sex, basically, is just straight out <sighs> pornography, which anyone who gets into pornography uh, or anyone who's poses in a pornographic picture or, or engage, has sex in a movie so other people can watch it. What, pornography degrades the whole being, the whole consciousness. You become worse than, worse than an animal. It's part of life in the modern age. Sex everywhere. It's a ridiculously oversexed society. Sex is there. It's part of human life. It's part of animal life. It is animalistic. But this ridiculous overstress on sex in everything, everywhere, it, it, it just agitates the mind of everyone, creates so much confusion, and then people, they want to try out different things and they promote homosex and transgender. and It's just too, too ridiculous. <laughs> According to the Vedic teaching, now what am I talking? I, here I am, I'm a monk who has taken a vow to not indulge in sex. So why am I talking so much about it? You're supposed to be detached from that. Well, we should know, according to the Vedic teachings, that the strongest power of sex, or the, the force of sex, all of this put together, this strong attraction, this irrational, seemingly irrational attraction, the strongest power of sex is binding us in the illusion of material life. And that's why I'm a monk, because we're supposed to get detached from material life and come up in spiritual life. But the strongest obstacle is the sexual attraction. As is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Pungsastriya mithuni bhavametam tayoraho hridya grantimahuhu the attraction between male and female is the binding force in material life. And it creates a very strong binding feeling on the heart that a, a man becomes bound to a woman, a woman becomes bound to a man. The heart, which is meant for elevating our consciousness becomes bound up in material life. And from that attraction between male and female come children, and you have to have a house, you have to have money, you have, you have to present yourself in society, you have prestige, uh, you, uh, one identifies with the, the, the body very strongly, although spiritual life, the Vedic teachings inform us that the beginning of spiritual life is to understand that we're not the body. We go from body to body to body, but we're bound up in body after body due to desire, material desire, the root of which is this sexual desire. 
So fixation on sex means a misuse of human life because we become bewildered. Instead of understanding I'm a spiritual being, I'm meant for spiritual cultivation, we become completely attached to spouse, home, society, friendship, love, bank balance, all these things, property, chattels. We become completely bound up in that and we misuse our human form of life, which is very rare because we go from body to body to body. The human life is attained after many births. In every life, we have a, sp a male hooks up with a female. There are some very low species which don't, but in every, in every life we have this. So this animalistic propensity binds us in material life. And although in the Vedic culture doesn't ban coming together of man and woman, but that should be within marriage in a regulated way, not that you just animalistically go bestially, just indulge here, there, and everywhere as, you, as your desire takes you. But marriage is meant for controlling and channeling that impulse for producing children who are then to be trained in the higher values of life. So sex in this world obviously has its purpose, but fixation on sex means misuse of the human life, which is meant for God-realization. So sex is so powerful. Procreation gives a powerful pleasure but that powerful pleasure puts us into illusion by which we accept suffering because of that little pleasure of sex. I'm going to read from the writings of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the greatest exponent of Vedic knowledge in the modern age. The genitals and the pleasure of begetting counteract the distresses of family encumbrances. One would cease to generate altogether if there were not, by the grace of the Lord, a coating, a pleasure-giving substance on the surface of the generative organs. This substance gives a pleasure so intense that it counteracts fully the distress of family encumbrances. A person is so captivated by this pleasure-giving substance that he is not satisfied by begetting a single child, but increases the number of children with great risk in regard to maintaining them simply for this pleasure-giving substance. Of course, nowadays, uh, people are more intelligent and they abort the children. That's also very sinful. Continuing the reading. This pleasure-giving substance... Yeah, semen, ovum, pleasure-giving substance, some smelly chemicals generated from the body. This pleasure-giving substance is not false, however, because it originates from the transcendental body of the Lord. In other words, the pleasure-giving substance is a reality, but it has taken on an aspect of pervertedness on account of material contamination. In the material world, sex life is the cause of many distresses on account of material contact. 
Therefore, the sex life in the material world should not be encouraged beyond the necessity. There is a necessity for generating progeny even in the material world, but such generation of children must be carried out with full responsibility for spiritual values. In other words, children are to be brought into this world, but the parents must be responsible to train them in spiritual values, which are, the spiritual values of life can be realized in the human form of material existence, and the human being must adopt family planning with reference to the context of spiritual values and not otherwise. In other words, family planning doesn't mean that you use a condom, but it means that you have children for raising them to be good citizens with spiritual values. Continuing the reading, the degraded form of family restriction by use of contraceptives, etc., is the grossest type of material contamination. Materialists who use these devices want to fully utilize the pleasure potency of the coating on the genitals by artificial means without knowing the spiritual importance. And without knowledge of spiritual values, the less intelligent man tries to utilize only the material sense pleasure of the genitals. This, these spiritual values means ultimately to know God. For that purpose, throughout the ages, elevated persons have adopted celibacy to try to gain liberation from this material, powerful sexual attraction and all other kinds of material attraction and to develop love for God. But it's hard. Many fail. Many celibates fail. This powerful sex attraction, where does it come from? It originates in the divine couple. God is the source of everything, even sex attraction. Such a powerful force comes from the all-powerful God. So what is he doing? Krishna, the supreme enjoyer, is always joined in pure love with Radha, the original couple, the divine couple, the male and female, their love for each other is devoid of mundane lust. It's totally spiritual. And the perverted reflection of that in this material world is mundane, lusty desire, which binds us in material existence. But if we develop love of God, love of Radha and Krishna, then even though the sex attraction in this world is so powerful, that love of God is more powerful. So the whole process of spiritual life can be seen as overcoming lust or transforming that lust, which is the perverted reflection of pure love of God, transforming lust into pure spiritual love. The sex attraction is very powerful. It binds us in material existence. But God, Krishna, love of God is more powerful. In this age of Kali, the present age, 
in which we are existing, which is full of all kinds of perversions, headed by sexual perversions, all kinds of confusion, especially confusion about sex and caused by sex, the name of God, chanting the names of God, especially the Hare Krishna mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This most powerful process of chanting the names of God is more powerful than all the perversities of this world. This powerful attraction of sexual the sexual impulse can be overcome by in just like one falls in love and one in, is intensely absorbed so by intense absorption in cultivating love of god love of krishna especially by chanting his holy names this very powerful process helps us to overcome the mighty power of sexual attraction. If we think that, well, sexual attraction is very good, so let me indulge in it as much as I can, then we have to go back to animal species because the animals, that means reincarnation, the animals, they enjoy sex more than humans do. The, the elephant, the horse, they have genitals of a much larger size uh, and the, they can enjoy and they don't have to go and work hard to get money so better be an animal but then you have to suffer repeated birth and death don't be an animal rise above it sex is not forbidden by any means but that should be channeled and controlled and regulated and we have to see that we have to rise above the sexual attraction, the gross sexual attraction, and develop pure love for Krishna, spiritual love for Krishna, the most powerful force, the spiritual force of love for Krishna is more powerful than the intense power of the attraction of body for body in material existence.